0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath Learning Format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. This message comes from NPR sponsored Train. Leading your organization to higher profits and performance requires a strong foundation. In the face of industry changes, emissions requirements, and new legislation, it takes a high-performing building. Train creates turnkey energy strategies for businesses to lower their carbon footprints, prepare for a sustainable future, and meet the needs of occupants and business commitments alike. Open the door to better opportunities at train.com energyservices energy services.
1: We are going to start in caveman times. All right, you are a caveman. Just go with me here. Or a cavewoman. Either way, you're you're pretty hairy, um, you know, attractive in your own way. But but we are roaming around the savannah. You're you're fighting for your life every day, you're foraging for food. I mean, danger is everywhere. It's it's kind of exciting, but it's also kind of scary because there's wolves and saber-toothed tigers and they're creeping up behind you all the time, and it's like, whoa. Now, is this the best time to be thinking about saving and your four oh one K retirement account and stuff like that? I mean, no, of course not. Cavemen don't think about that stuff. You need to survive the day and eat food and don't get eaten yourself. And okay, we're being stupid and corny here. But this is in fact a good lesson about saving money because the point is that we are hardwired to focus on the presence and immediate gratification. And it's been that way for a very long time. And this is like the opposite of what your brain has to do to focus on saving money.
2: Behavioral economists call it discounting the future. We basically say it's hard for us to wait. We don't want to wait. We want to get it right now at this moment. And we discount the importance of what we'll need in the future.
1: So actually to save money for the future, you have millions of years of evolution to fight against. But there's a way to win the fights.
2: Oh, sorry. That was me. Yeah. this
1: is your npr life kit for saving and investing and in this episode we're going to be talking about how to start saving money and it's going to be worth it because you know going on vacations is fun and i want to retire with a nice cabin and a fishing boat and be super happy down the road and to do that you have to actually start saving money and sticking it away somewhere we're going to learn how right after this
3: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Integrative Therapeutics, with vitamins and supplements previously available only through practitioners, including Cortisol Manager. Unlock your best self with clinician-curated supplements from Integrative Therapeutics, now on Amazon. This message comes from NPR sponsor HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of, Doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, higher quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op, REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing? Visit your local REI co op or rei.com for the million and one ways to opt outside.
1: I'm Chris Arnold and I've reported on personal finance for years and there's just so much about money that we need to know and that we don't learn in school. And in this episode, we're gonna give you some really good practical tips, things that have been researched and proven to work to help you save more money. And okay, call this big takeaway number one. If you wanna save money, you have to make it automatic. I'm making a dramatic pause here, automatic. Get that in your head. Remember it. It's really important. This gets back to the caveman thing. Our brains are just not going to focus on a lot of the, oh, you know, it's Tuesday. I guess this is the day I need to transfer some money to my savings account. Let's do that right now. I mean, no, that's just not going to happen.
2: The most important thing you can do right now is automate your savings. I mean, right now, you should be putting on autopilot your 401k at your job or your 403b at your job or your Bank savings account.
1: That's Beth Kobliner. She's a financial expert. She wrote a book called "Get a Financial Life," and she spent her career helping people make sense of their money.
2: It's true, and I know how it can seem so overwhelming. You're not alone.
1: And for some people, look, if you're living paycheck to paycheck or supporting a relative, or you're a single parent, saving can seem really impossible. I mean, I I started out freelancing in public radio. I drove a six hundred dollar car. I I know that sometimes you can't save any money. But when you get to the point where you can just save anything, something, that is better than saving nothing. And there are good strategies to make it a lot more doable. And if money is really tight, here's one thing you can do. You can just start with like 2% of your paycheck and start auto depositing that into a retirement or a savings account.
2: People always feel like, oh, I can't save. It's too hard because our lifestyles adjust to our paycheck. But as best as you can, put that 2%, 3% to start and then start increasing it every year.
1: And then Beth says the goal should be to save between 10 and 15% of your salary, whether you can do that right away or sort of inch it up over time. You know, if you get a raise or inflation goes up and usually your paycheck comes up a bit, you know, every year or so you bump it up another 2%, another 3%. And four or five years out, You're saving a significant amount of money, and then you want to get that auto-deposited into a savings account so it's not just sitting in your checking account.
2: You don't want to be able to touch the money. You don't want it to be there um, because once you touch that money, you spend it. Automatically putting at least... 10 to 15% of your salary into these accounts makes sense.
1: To me, this is the biggest takeaway. This is the most important thing. That there's a behavioral economist named Bridget Madrian at Harvard, and she did this research that, that found that if you automatically enroll someone in a retirement plan, like right. the company does it, right. 90% of people. And these are the same people who will say, oh, I've got student loans. I right, can't save. I can't or, oh, I got this is impossible for me. 90% of people will stick with it and they'll save and they'll do it.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: OK, our next takeaway, call it tip number two. You want to split this money that you're saving up into several different accounts. All right, here's how this is going to work. If we have that 15% that we're ideally saving, Beth says maybe 8 or 10% of that goes into just your retirement investment account especially if your employer matches what you put in, then you just have to put in enough to get the full match. I mean, that's that's free money.
2: You put in a dollar, you get a dollar. Who would say no to free money? If you walk into, you know, you see a few hundred dollars on the street, you pick it up. You know, this is free money that people are passing up. So it is so important, no matter what your age is, you must put The most your company will match up until, some companies say 7%, 10%, put that into your retirement savings account. You're making a smart financial decision, and you're really also providing for yourself down the road.
1: We've actually got another whole episode specifically on how to set up a retirement account and invest it in a really smart way, so check that out. And then Beth says the rest of the money that you're saving, she says you can set up on auto deposits every paycheck into an emergency fund, or some people call it a buffer account, and then take some and put it in just a savings account for fun stuff that you want to do or the things that you really want to spend money on. Tip number three, how do you prioritize saving versus paying off debts? And a lot of people get confused by this and they just don't know what to do and it it gets in the way. Which is understandable because, you know, you might think I have these student loans and I have these credit cards and I need to pay them off. How can I be saving? Beth says a good way to think about this is to compare the amount that you could be earning by saving and investing versus what is the debt costing you and then prioritize it that way.
2: I say it's just go by the numbers. So putting money into a retirement account is earning, if you have matching, like 100 percent on your money. Then what's the next interest rate? Paying off a credit card that's charging you 17% is the equivalent of earning 17% on your money. That's the next best. And that's where you should put your money, paying off that high-rate debt and then paying off the lower-rate debts like the student-rate debt. And then finally, you want to have a little bit of money set aside for – a plain old bank account, a bank savings account that maybe only pays 2%, which isn't great, but it's emergency money. Money you know will be there. So when I said you save in total 15% of your paycheck, you divide it up among those priorities and you look at the numbers and you put it in order of what makes sense mathematically. That's one way to do it.
1: We've been doing some heavy lifting here with percentages and accounts and all this stuff. I've got some good news. The next big tip is, and call this tip number four, sometimes it makes sense to just blow some money on yourself, especially if that gets you to actually do these things that we're talking about. So that says, think of something that you like to do, or something you want to buy that costs, say, 200 or $300. Maybe it's a weekend yoga retreat or a trip someplace with a beach. And then this week... Get all this done. Get the account set up, the auto deposit, all all this different stuff, and then do it. Go ahead, buy the trip, give yourself the reward
2: giving yourself a small award can be really motivating. Um, this is actually known as mental accounting. Um, we give our money a particular purpose, um, and that helps us keep from spending it randomly. And so that's absolutely a great idea. And it's interesting. Studies have found that people who are good at delaying gratification, they're not necessarily self-deniers and they don't give themselves anything. They're actually just better at distracting themselves. So one good way to distract yourself, yeah, i putting 10% in the, you know, retirement plan, but then I have this trip I'm looking forward to and I'm going to save this $200 for the flight.
1: Now I want you to close your eyes and imagine your future self 20 or 30 years from now, whatever it is, you've totally crushed it. You've saved a lot. You've invested smart. You don't like going to vineyard. Let's be a little realistic, but, but where are you? Are you like in the desert? You got this adobe house, you're, you're painting like Georgia O'Keeffe. For me, I'm on someplace like Cape Cod, maybe not quite that expensive, it is public radio, but I've got an awesome cabin-y kind of house for me and my wife and my kids and friends come and stay because you know it, it's beautiful, I got a fishing boat. Okay, so the simple act of doing this can actually make you better at saving money.
2: Research shows that envisioning your future self can actually make you more likely to save. Stanford did this very cool study, and they had two groups of students, and they gave each of them avatars. They made computer avatars for them, but one group of avatars were the same age as the students, and the other group of avatars were avatars in their 70s. And then after the students interacted with their avatars, They asked them, what would you do with $1,000? And those who saw themselves at age 70, who sort of got to know their 70-year-old selves, they saved twice as much in their retirement accounts. They said they would put twice as much in their retirement accounts than those who didn't meet their future selves.
1: This next thing we're going to talk about, tip number six, is a massive takeaway if you are young. And here it is. The money that you save early in life, if you invest it, can grow to just be massively huge. So you really want to start saving young. Like If you manage to sock away, say, $30,000 by the time you're 30 or in your early 30s, that could realistically turn into half a million dollars when you're retired.
2: The magic of tax-free compound growth.
1: Tax-free compound growth. I mean, to me, that's actually kind of exciting. But this next thing is even more exciting because what we're going to talk about now is, is that if you do this, if you start saving, you start building up a retirement fund and doing all this stuff right, there might be an extra bonus in all this, which is some relationship magic. Okay, this is a final big reason to start saving. It might just make you more attractive. Kind of. I mean, okay, Beth says this stuff is a really big deal for people who are dating and looking for someone that they want to have a relationship with.
2: I have a crazy poll question for you. Would you be more turned off by someone with a lot of debt or someone with a non-violent felony record?
1: So, guess what most people pick? Yeah, non-violent felony is way better.
2: When we meet people and we find out they have a lot of debt, suddenly you think, "Hmm, are they irresponsible?" Do our goals match? You know, I'm very careful with my money, and well, this guy is, you know, charging up credit cards. And those are very important conversations to have with mates. But as you're looking for a mate, you might want to kind of get your finances in order to, you know, broaden your options.
1: Yeah. And not just because if your finances are a disaster, it's going to be a turnoff, but if you meet somebody and it's like, hey, whoa, they got 200 grand in a retirement account and they got all this stuff figured out. And, they save and go on great vacations. It's like, I mean, it sounds like boring dollars and cents, but it's really about lifestyle choices. Absolutely. Options. It's about about
2: your mind over money. You know, what where do you want to be? And thinking about that rather than the here and now and the nuts and bolts that can kind of bring us all down. Think about what you want in the future.
1: You can do all of this stuff, right? And Even if you just start saving a small amount of money and then that starts to add up, I mean, it's going to feel really good. And just so we can remember all this stuff we've been talking about, here are the takeaways, starting with number one.
2: Well, first, you need to automate your savings. You want to reach that goal of saving 10 to 15 percent of your salary.
1: Tip number two is that you want to divide up what you're automatically saving into a few different accounts. So none of this is in your checking account where you're just going to spend it on lattes. And you definitely want to take advantage of an employer match. Okay, number three.
2: You want to prioritize what savings comes before paying off debt.
1: Number four.
2: Reward yourself. You don't have to deny yourself.
1: Tip number five I like. This is envisioning your future self. It's fun and it'll help you save more. And tip number six, this one's important if you're young, saving money early can add up to a huge
2: pile of money later, thanks to compound interest. And finally, make sure to get your money in order just so you can meet your future mate and not feel embarrassed. (laughs) And so it's like if you figure out a way to manage this, it will make your life happier.
1: For more NPR Life Kit, check out our other episodes. Our next episode's about how to invest all that money you're saving. We talked to one of the greatest investors in the world. He's got like a cheat sheet about how to get set up for a great investment account. Honestly, this is like, I I tell people about this all the time. It's super cool. Check it out. And there's also the Your Money and Your Life Facebook group that we've set up. We got tens of thousands of people in there sharing ideas and suggestions, talking about all kinds of personal finance topics. As always, when we wrap up here, we have a completely random tip. This time it is from Griffin Rowell from NPR's marketing and branding team. So if I'm taking an Uber or Lyft and I want to get
0: to a general area, I don't have a specific address or drop off that I need to arrive at. Oftentimes I'll pick a few different locations and try them out and see if I can get a cheaper fare. Um, Sometimes the algorithm
1: kind of glitches and will knock a few dollars off despite the location not being too far off from the desired destination. Life Kit is produced by Sylvie Douglas, Elisa Escarce, and Chloe Weiner. Megan Kane is our fabulous managing producer. Our music is by Nick Dupre and Brian Gerhardt. Our project manager is Mathilde Piard. Neil Caruth is our wonderful general manager of podcasts. And the senior vice president of programming is Anya Grunman. I'm Chris Arnold, and thanks for listening.
0: Are we going into another recession? Does anybody know for sure? No, they don't. And if they say they do, they are lying. I'm Stacey Vanek-Smith, co-host of The Indicator from Planet Money. Every day, we give you an economics crash course in 10 minutes or less. That's The Indicator from Planet Money. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Amgen, a biotechnology pioneer leading the fight against the world's toughest diseases, such as cancer, heart disease, asthma, and osteoporosis. In a new era of human health, Amgen continues to accelerate the pace of change, operating sustainably and drawing upon deep knowledge of science to push beyond what's known today. With each decade, they reliably deliver powerful new therapies to patients. Learn more at amgen.com.
3: This message is brought to you by NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options within your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we have very important people on our show and then ask them about very unimportant things. Here's U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Uh, We are also reliably informed... That among your enthusiasms, in addition to a macroeconomic policy, is mobile games. Uh, there is some truth in that. There's some truth in that. Join us for the NPR podcast that considers all the other things. That's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.